What's up, everybody? Thank you for uh, listening once again to uh, another episode of TG3. Today we're doing a uh, solo cast again to uh, this week. You know, just not everything pans out, and unfortunately, when you're in the beginning of something like this, um, it's not always easy to get people to come on or, you know, get them to try and understand, I guess, the importance of what you're trying to do. But that's all right. You know, that's not, you know, it's just how it is one day. You know, I'll be sitting with a ridiculous amount of people waiting to be on the show. And, uh, yeah, that'll be that. Either way, I'm very glad you guys are listening today. I, uh, you know, I'm just going to chat with you, tell you about my week, if that's okay. Uh, this past week I've been painting my house and doing some outside, uh, you know, outside things and just trying to knock out some projects. I got a little bit of free time, so it's like, if you got the free time, why not, right? Sorry, I'm trying to adjust, I'm sore. Um, yeah, so Monday morning... I woke up deciding, hey, not this Monday, last Monday. Decided, hey, I want to paint the house, paint the exterior, because um, really, it's just a, it's like the old paint's chipping off the bottom and stuff. And the person who painted the house before me, or painted the color when I uh, purchased the house, um, they kind of just did a half-ass job, uh, you know, and... You know, unfortunately, you got to suffer for someone else's uh, laziness. But that's not the point. So either way, last Monday, I decided I wanted to pressure wash the house uh, and get it ready so I can paint it. So I go through, um, I don't know what type of bug it is, but there's some bug that likes to, it like burrows itself and makes some weird little, not a nest. I mean, it's not very big, maybe at best an inch long and maybe a quarter inch wide, but it's some little furry thing, like almost like a caterpillar would make a cocoon, so it could become a butterfly or whatever. Same concept. They like to do that in little spots on my house. So I basically had to go through the, you know, like around the outside of the house and um, knock all those down because pressure washer won't knock them down. Like it'll knock a part of it down, but part of it stays. So you got to actually physically like pull it down. Um, so I knocked those down and then like snails and stuff. I don't know what it is, uh, with snails, but like, man, I seem to have a decent amount of them around my house and uh, it's not just my house. I mean, I see them on the neighbor's houses and different things like that, but you know, like obviously I got to deal with the ones around my house <laughs> and there seems to be an abundant amount of them. Um, either way I knocked them down. I pressure washed the house. We got some old shutters up there that were just really cheap. And, uh, you know, a couple of them, not that you could really notice it, but like they were sun-dried and sun-faded and cracked and little pieces of them were busted up. And uh, from the highway, you can't see, but up close, it looks like a mess. So I got that and I took that down. I took all those down. And uh, like I said, just really clean and prepared the outside for paint. Um, 
And uh, my goal was to really, you know, just, you know, dive head on into this thing and make it happen. So pressure washing, of course, takes longer than I want it to. I mean, everything, you know, everything seems to take longer than we want it to. But uh, pressure washing took a little longer than I want it to. But I got a pressure wash. I was soaking wet. So I, you know, I'm one of those who like to get in there and get my hands dirty. So I'm, I'm, I'm just as wet as the house is, right, you know. Um, but I do that. Then I... Uh, I go inside, I take a quick shower, and then I change clothes, and I head for Home Depot. Uh, you know, I had to take a shower. You don't want to go up there looking like a wet dog in a rainstorm. So I uh, I take a shower. I head that way. Nothing crazy happened while I was driving, but I did notice gas has jumped up like 50 cents in the past month, um, which kind of sucks, you know. I mean, we just, you know, I'm not going to get political here, but we just went from having it less than a dollar or less than $2 a gallon, you know, at least here in Florida. You know, I don't know what your, what is sad in your state or whatever, but less than $2 a gallon. And now it's up to like 260 and just constantly jumping. It's like every couple of days it goes up like 10 cents. You're like, dude, like, what's the deal? You know, like, and we had a pipeline. We had our own pipeline here in America we were getting oil from, and that's why it was so cheap. And, uh, you know, this new party has come in and shut this pipeline down. I'm not getting into politics. It ain't the point. Uh, I'm just stating the fact that now gas seems to be 50 cent more than it was, and uh, that may or may not have something to do with it. But nonetheless, it just sucks. It costs more money. Um, yeah, so I get to Home Depot, and, um, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go in here, and get my paint, look at a couple things, you know, I wanna look at new shutters, because obviously we just took down these old busted ones, uh, not planning on buying them that day, just, uh, just, you know, get an idea what my options are, because I, you know, this ain't, ain't something I do often, so I go in there. I go to the paint thing so I can go ahead and get that started. I need five gallons of this tan paint and then a gallon of this uh, off green, gray something paint. I don't really know. I don't really know what the color to call this is. <sighs> Sorry, I had to yawn. Um, yeah, I don't really know what color to call this, but it's like an off green. Um, so I get in there and they're busy, you know, which I'm a bit surprised, but you know, they're busy. So I'm like, no worries. I'm gonna walk around for a little bit, check some things out. I'll come back, you know, no big deal. So I looked for shutters. Um, can't find shutters. You know, you walk in Home Depot and like down the middle aisle, it's got like to your left, tools to your right doors windows blah 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 so as you walk down there you know they got everything and where it's supposed to be well not to say shutters but i assume it's going to be near doors and windows so that's where i go so i walk down the aisles i find doors walk down the door aisle i'm looking to my left looking to my right no doors 
I mean, no shutters. I'm like, okay, no big deal. Next aisle, to the left, to the right, no shutters. Next aisle, same thing. Going, bro, where are these freaking shutters at? Like, what's the deal? Huh? Like, I know they're supposed to be here, but I can't find them. So I walk out to the main aisle in the middle there, because you know you got like your, you know, Home Depot, you got like, you walk in the door, there's like the main walkway that walks in the front that goes down the end of all the aisles. Then you got the middle one, and then you got the back end of the store. So I'm in the middle one, and I'm looking. And I can see like little brochures, little pamphlet things for shutters, okay? So I'm like, bro, I know I'm in the right spot. I know I'm in the right spot. Faux show. Show me some shutters. Cannot find them. So I'm looking, trying to find shutters. Well, the one guy who works in that department, he's busy. Backed up two, three head. I'm going, bro, I'm just here to look at shutters. I ain't even planning on buying them today. So I ain't going to bother this fella and deal with him and have him deal with me when I ain't even buying nothing. So... I go, all right, well, let's head back to paint, you know, get our paint, we'll get out of here. So I head back to the paint department. That girl's st- still sitting there, uh, one girl by herself with a bunch of people. And there's one guy there with his kid. And uh, I don't know why I specified that I had this kid, but just to specify I had his kid, maybe so you know why I didn't say or do anything rude but i don't know if he's hitting on her or getting paint but he certainly ain't picking up any paint quick you know so he's like leaned over there and he's chatting and, bah, 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 bah. and she's smiling and looking at him bah, 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 bah. and i'm getting frustrated um you know not because they're flirting or whatever i don't care i ain't trying to hook up with this girl it don't matter to me i just want some paint so i'm waiting I'm walking through, and I'm looking at the different paints, right? I'm trying to figure out, do I want semi-gloss? Do I want an eggshell? Um, you know, what's the best for exteriors? So I'm Googling it while I'm waiting, because God knows i got plenty of time. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out what brand do I want, you know, because you could get, like, even in the same brand, like I got Bayer paint, just a... You know, just in case you were curious. I got Bayer uh, Premium, I don't know, Plus One something primer and Jang Jang N1. You know, paint and primer in one. But even that, there's Bayer Premium Plus paint and primer one. Then there's another Bayer Premium Plus paint and blah, 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 you know. And uh, I can barely get the freaking words out of my mouth. Uh, and one's like $30 more than the other. So I'm going, oh, okay. Um, I don't know why. I don't understand what the difference is. Yeah, no. They both say paint and primer in one. They're both Bayer. It says Bayer Premium Plus. You know, I can't figure out the difference. And I certainly can't get any help from, uh, you know, what's your face over there doing all she can to you know, getting this guy's pantaloons, we'll say. <laughs> Either way. So, I figure out everything I need to figure out, minus the shutters, but I wasn't going to bug that guy. I figure out everything I need to figure out for paint. And I'm just waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm standing in line now waiting. They're chatting, 
trying to act like I'm not listening to their conversation. But I'm six feet behind this guy, and they're just chatting a storm. He's talking about paints. He's like, yeah, this paint color here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm just asking, like, random questions. Like, questions like, hey, bro, like, do you really need the answers to this? You know? You can't just be like, yo, girl, give me some paint and your digits. I got to go. I got shit to do. Either way. So I'm waiting. And I feel like, I don't know how much time went by, but it was certainly like 15 minutes or so. I keep waiting. And I don't want to stand there and just like awkwardly stare at them while they're having their conversation. Although some of you I know are like, yo, bro, that's exactly what you should have done. You're right. I probably should have. I probably should have. I probably should have just taken a paint, you know, a gallon of paint and just smack this guy over the head with it. Her too. But then nobody would have mixed my paint for me. So finally I sit there long enough and I get frustrated. I'm like, dude, this is getting, this is kind of bullshit. Like, like get your paint and get out of here. If I beat your kid too, like get out of here. Um, and he ain't going nowhere. So I finally, I get, I get frustrated and I go, you know what? I ain't going to cause a scene. I'm just getting the heck out of here before I lose it and cause a scene. I'm going to just go home. I don't know. I don't know what to tell the girlfriend when she gets home. Cause she's in, she's, you know, I told her I was going to go do all this stuff and blah, 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 whatever. So I run to another store, uh, where I was at and just pick up a few little odd and end things or whatever, just kind of. Uh, you know, I'm already down there. I don't want to make the trip a total waste. So I pick up my odds and ends and I go, you know what, bro? Like, <sighs> I'm already down here. I need to get this paint. Let me just go ahead and go back and maybe I can get some help. So I go back. There's a second lady there. This six, uh, six, one tall, butchy. You know, woman. And uh, so I show up. They're still a little busy, but not so busy that two people can't get the job done. So I get in line behind these two ladies. They finish helping the old ladies, and old Butch, you make Butch, comes up there. Goes, what can I get for you today? I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I need five gallons of this one color here, as I point to the color, and a gallon of this color here. And she goes, really, five gallons? You guys are killing me today. And I ain't say nothing. But best believe, I was ready to go, bitch, let me tell you something. I've been in this fucking place almost hour waiting for somebody to help me. If you don't want to help me, I will break your neck. I ain't what I said. She's bigger than me. She probably would have killed me. I mean, I ain't kidding. She was like six foot, easily two... 30 240 she was big um either way yeah i was mad and then she gonna make some slick comment like that like lady i will kill you i will take a pen stab you in the juggler my mom's gonna hate that too i know i say she hates this chunk all the time but she's a sweet lady and somehow she managed to get stuck with a hellion like me uh not the point so stab lady in the neck she's dead stab the lady in the neck She's dead. I pull out two Uzis. Bop, 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 and I just start shooting the place up. Somebody then screams, it's always a middle-aged white man. Um, no, the lady gets my five-gallon paint thing, mixes it up. Gets my gallon paint thing mixes up. She ends up being nice after that. I guess you just had to grab a couple five-gallon jugs. Don't really care. 
just, I'm, you know, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go because old me would have let that junk build up inside and I probably would have set the place on fire that night. Not doing that now. So, <laughs> two oozes, ba 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 Um, Yeah, so I grab my paint. I check out $200 in paint, right? You know, why not? $220, something like that. Don't matter. Um, and I head back to the house. So I get back to my house. I start, uh, I start setting everything up to go ahead and start painting. And, uh, I'm like, let me put a color, let me put like a little bit of color on the wall. You know, the girlfriend should be home in 30, 45 minutes. Um, I'll throw a little color on the wall. And I, uh, I'll, I'll see what it looks like, you know, because the last thing I want to do is paint the whole house. And she'd be like, oh, I don't think I like it. So I paint, you know, I paint one wall. I end up painting like, a, I mean, I say one wall, like a section of a wall. I end up painting a section. She gets home. She likes it. Cool. We're going to start tomorrow morning and just blast this thing out. So I wake up Tuesday morning. And I start painting. I blast out the walls. I do two coats of paint on all the walls on Tuesday. Just rocking. Rocking and rolling through it. Like I paint, I paint every the all the entire outside of the house first coat, like three hours. Uh I take like a twenty, thirty minute lunch break. Really not even lunch break. I just sat down, I ate some food, I drank a monster energy drink. Whoop whoop, the monster always supporting me. Without supporting me at all. Um yeah, I drink a monster. I get back at it. I zoom around, get another, you know, the other thing done. Um and uh yeah, so I get like the the roll on, you know, parts you paint with your roller. I got all that done in a day. And I was like, you know, feeling good, you know. My, my ego's up, my confidence is up. I've just destroyed these walls in a day, you know. That's what she said. Um, destroy these walls in a day and then you know it's like alright tomorrow I'm just gonna cut all this stuff in in a day and we'll kill it and it'll be you know ta-da it'll be done so um, tomorrow comes um, and I come to find out it's basically raining on and off all day so I really can't can't paint so that's okay I uh I got so my front porch for those of you, you know, none of you have probably ever seen my house, but you know, explain anyway. So I got a little front porch, it's about four foot wide by about mm, 25, 30 foot long. Um so it's got like a little ceiling thing that needs to be painted as well. But once again, whoever did it before me did a half ass job. So I got to go through and sand all of that stuff. Um, so I go, okay, well, let me look at getting a sander together and set up. Well, I don't have a sander. I thought I had an orbital sander. Apparently I do not. So I had to purchase an orbital sander. Um, nowhere locally seemed to have one that wasn't just some ridiculous price. 
So I got one off of Amazon. Took two days to come in. So like Wednesday was really kind of a bust. I did go, I mean, I worked out, you know, I exercised, which I do regularly. But um, as far as accomplishing anything on Wednesday, exercise, I think like I cleaned up inside the house was pretty much it. Uh, so Thursday came around. I did the rest of my painting my trim work you know around the windows and stuff so we got this green paint that we we're going to do for shutters right this gallon of green paint that's like 40 bucks <laughs> just throwing it out there so in case my girlfriend's listening 40 bucks uh we get this green paint for these new shutters well then we decide and you know partially my fault because i noticed a lot of people around here don't have shutters on their house i said uh drink alcohol I said, um, you know, a lot of these people don't have shutters. Do we need shutters? Because I'm thinking in my mind, uh, you know, like, that's something that could save money if if it's not a needed thing. And what I don't get about shutters is, why do shutters, you put them on your house, like, at least in this case, you know, not all of them. I guess some of them work or whatever. Why would you buy shutters that can't cover the windows? Like... They're just drilled into the wall or, you know, screwed into the wall, nailed into the wall, clipped into the wall, something glued onto the wall, whatever it is. But they don't do anything for the windows, which I'm pretty sure is the whole reason of having shutters. So either way, um, I tell them, like, look, instead of doing shutters, why don't we just, like, draw some design or you know, paint some design on the side of the windows or something. She's got a good friend who does a lot of painting and, you know, very good at what she does. So I want you to get such and such uh, to come out here and, you know, she can paint some design on the outside of the windows or paint shutters on or whatever, you know, something cool with that paint. And uh, either way, um, we decided no. I don't know what she's going to use this paint for. But she says it's going to use it for something. But like so, we just bought an extra gallon of paint for no reason. Um, I don't know. Who knows? We may still end up getting shutters. It's not for sure settled yet. But uh, yeah, so I get the exterior painted. All the trim cut in. Dude, you know what's crazy? Is you cover so much time. Like you cover so much area uh, with the roller paint and the walls and stuff. And it makes you feel good. But all that good gets sucked right out of your soul whenever you got to do trim work. Because you take so much time to get it done. Um, and it seems like such a small area. You look at it, you go, okay, cool. That ain't nothing to it. And the thing is, you got to two-coat it. Because if you're using a brush, at least in my experience, there's no way to not get some sort of streaks or whatever on that first coat. So you got to get that second coat in there to fill in the little, like, you know, hair. I don't know if it's horse hair they use for brushes anymore, synthetic, whatever it is. You got to go over that second coat to get those little lines um, where it is. And you can't put too much paint on that first coat because the damn thing, it, it you know, it streaks or whatever. It runs down and you get those little paint, you know, paint lines that you got to try and hide. And, uh, you know, I got a few of those on the house, I ain't going to lie. It's like no matter how good I think I've like focused and I'm like looking for looking for the runs, you know? And it seems like no matter how good you look for the runs, it's like you can't quite find all of them. 
and then you go for that second coat and you're like son of a, where did this come from so then you either got to accept it that it's there and second coat over it or you got to you know take uh some sort of you know sandpaper or a knife in my case and you cut out the little like you shave it down and then you paint over it again to blend it in I don't know, man. It's just a mess. And then, like I said, all this old paint that was up there, like when I got near, like the sea, or like the roof, you know, you get where the soffit is. It's like all that paint up there, you know, because they did such a crap job before, it was like chipping. And it wasn't even like the paint that was like the main paint that was on the house. This was like two or three paint jobs ago. It's chipping, and no one's going up there and messed with it just because, you know, they're lazy or they just went, oh, no one's going to look over here. Um, so I went up there and I, I took, a uh, a, uh, decament, what do you call it? Not a scraper, but we'll call it a scraper because I can't think of the actual name of it right now. A putty knife. I took the edge of a putty knife and I just went up there and I, you know, a metal one and I chipped the paint off before I paint over it again. So, you know, needless to say, it's been a lot of effort, but I got a good paint job out of it. And, uh, my sander came in Friday and I sanded half of this uh, this ceiling for my porch. And, uh, man, you just got to do the whole thing over your head. And uh, it's got some weird curve to it, like some weird arch. So, like, I'm just, you know, it's, it's taken, of course, everything, it seems, when you're working on the house takes longer than you expected. But it's taken longer than expected, so I'm going to have to... I'm probably going to get on that again today uh, to try and finish that up. And I didn't do anything house-related over the week. Well, I mean, like, you know, like real projects, house-related over the weekend. I mowed. Uh, I picked up, you know, all my junk from, you know, working on the house. Uh, I also did, this wasn't, you know, it was the end of last, the end of the week before, but we also did like a, rock bed thing i don't really know how to explain it other than it's like a 10 by 10 square um on part of the house where we basically put a bunch of smooth rocks and pebbles in it with some chairs so you kind of get to sit there and have this relaxing feeling and we're going to put um a fire pit you know there in the corner of it so it'll be nice but uh you know it's not quite finished the fire pit still needs to go in um, but we haven't, I just ain't done it yet because, you know, it's like bouncing from one project to another one to another one. Um, but yeah, so I got that going on, but I just cleaned up everything from that cause it was a mess. Um, and painting as well. I got all that cleaned up. I mowed Saturday, Saturday it rained halfway through the day and then Sunday I played volleyball. Uh, from, let me think, what did I do Sunday morning? Did I do anything? Oh, I cleaned the house Sunday morning. Girlfriend was out of town for the weekend with her cousin, so, I, you know, I wanted to come back to a clean house. Uh, you know, that always makes, makes her happy and, uh, makes, you know, a smooth ride for me, you know? So, cleaned the house, played volleyball. Like I said today, I will uh, I will probably get on that sanding of that roof again. It's just it's a mess. 
you know, it is what it is, but it's just extra work. Um, let's see, man, if I was working, you know, I always like to pick a good album or good song. Pretty much, I don't ever, you know, I mean, I almost said I don't ever listen to the same thing uh, because I listen to the same maybe like 20, 25 things, but I don't listen to the same thing all the time. But uh, one thing I did go back to that I haven't listened to in a while, um, while I was painting and sanding, um, I listened to... I had my songs on shuffle, and a shuffle, and the song came up by the band uh, Between the Buried and Me. For all of you who know who Between the Buried and Me is, awesome, sweet, sweet. For those of you who don't, uh, Between the Buried and Me is a progressive metal band from Winston Salem, North Carolina. And uh, I'm not going to give you a full detail on them, but they have a album called Colors that came out in 2007. And uh, that was the album I was listening to. And the one thing I like about that particular album is all the songs flow together, you know. Now, when the song ends, you don't hear the dun-dun-dun. And then the next song starts, you know. Like there's, it one flows into the other. And uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy albums like that, especially when you're working, because it's like one long song. And... Um, when there's not that pause in between songs, there's not that pause in between your work either. You know, you don't, you don't, it doesn't break your concentration. You can keep, keep on chugging, you know. So, um, I listened to that song. For you, for those of you who do know the album Colors and know it well, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, hopefully. If not, I'm glad to be the one to tell you this. Uh, the song Viridian, seventh song on the album right before white walls tell me that's not just the most beautiful like calm before the storm song you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying what a ride that entire album is but that one song uh you know that bass line's in there gosh I mean, like, it's giving me chills just thinking about it. What a good album. Listen to that album. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. And I know it's progressive metal. It's a lot to try and take in if you're not a musician or a great fan of music. Um, you know, and for those of you who just can't do the progressive metal, uh, but do like the flow of one song into the other, there's another band, and uh, there's another band called Vilify. It's V I L I F I. It's a band I've played played shows with, and uh, good friends of mine. But their album's the same way. Song flows into each other for the next song. Uh, they got an album that's called Common Eyes which was their first one, and I fell, you know, I fanboyed pretty hard on that album. Uh, like driving from Florida back to North Carolina to see family uh, and just put that album on repeat. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be as good for you, though it should be. If not, you know, maybe you should question your taste in music. No, but uh, Vilify, the album's called Common Eyes, Common Eyes. I feel like I said it too fast before. Um, yeah, so they have another album out. 
it's a black album with an arm on it. I'm not really sure the artwork, to be honest with you, right offhand. But listen to them two albums. Uh, they're not progressive metal, so you will still be able to uh, enjoy them. Almost co- Common Eyes is almost more of a... Closer in my eyes, at least, to like a classic rock vibe. You know, kind of like those guitar players and singers and musicians of old. I say of old, of the 60s. And then uh, the album Vilify, I believe is what it's called. I don't think it has a name to the album. The Black Album um, is a bit heavier. More of a, I would say closer to rock nowadays, new metal. Um, heavier, not so heavy that you can't enjoy it if you're not a metal person, but heavier. Um I'm working on, in fact, I'm working on getting uh, the singer of Vilify. Can't even tell me what I'm working on the singer of Vilify to get him up here on the podcast. Sorry, I was looking at something. Um, and hopefully I can make that happen here soon for you guys because he's, he's a cool dude and a good friend of mine too. So I'd be glad to see him have him up here and whatnot but uh yeah so vilify between the buried and me you know all those uh all those good good things also i watched uh i watched a ufc fight oh this saturday sorry my back's back's a bit sore um i watched the ufc fights this past saturday what a card uh we had jan i'm gonna probably butcher his last name but i think it's blahovich versus israel adesanya who was undefeated um amanda nunez who's the greatest women's featherweight champion pretty much one of the greatest women's ufc fighters uh of all time i mean without a doubt you know there's, you know, there's, she's taken a few losses in her, I believe in her early career, you know, when she's figuring the game out, but, um, bruh, since figuring the game out, good luck, good luck beating the lioness because she is nasty. Um, either way she fought, uh, I don't know if it's Megan or Megan I don't remember her last name now. Megan Anderson. She fought Megan Anderson. Uh, and then you had... See, and i got to remember how to say his name right. Because it looks like Peter. It's P-E-T-R. But the way they say it, I think it's Piotr. Don't ask me why. I don't... Uh, I don't make, you know, make up the names. Um, it was Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. Um, and then I don't want to disrespect any of the other, I mean, like, you know, like they're like, oh, this guy, he disrespected me. But, you know, without disrespecting any other fighters, there was probably 15 fights on the card. I'm not going to go over all 15. Uh, I will mention these, uh, three and maybe a few more. Uh, we'll start off with Jan Blahovich versus Israel Adesanya. Um Israel Adesanya is 20 and 0 
coming into this fight. Um, he is the middleweight champion. Um, he's literally beaten everyone. He's beaten everyone to the point that he's bored and decided he's going to go up in weight uh, from 185 to 205 to fight Jan for the title. So not only is he going up a weight class, but he's fighting the champion right off rip. Um, so just to kind of give a little bit of idea of UFC, just an understanding for those who don't watch it. Uh, when you go into a fight in the UFC, you have to make a certain weight, you know? So, um, for instance, Adesanya and his middleweight champion, he, you're, you're, you, 185 is your cutoff. You got to be 185 is your max weight. And then in the light heavyweight, which is what Jan is in, uh, your max weight is 205. But these guys walk around at much heavier weights uh, than that. And I say much heavier, uh, maybe, you know, 15, 20, maybe even 25 pounds. I think the higher up you get in weight, the harder it probably is to cut more weight. I don't know. Maybe not. You know, I've never cut weight, so I can't really tell you. But, um, or at least in that aspect, for some professional whatever. Um, but so Jan cuts down to 205. He probably walks around at 220, 225, right? So he's cutting 20 pounds and, you know, six weeks or so, which is not an easy task, um, but he does it. Adesanya, I don't know what Adesanya walks around. He probably walks around at close to 200 pounds. In fact, yeah, I think so, because he came in at the fight, I think, at 201. So then he cuts down to 185. Um, so, but think about this to explain. Because they've only, they basically cut down their weight, they weigh in, and then they eat like pigs, and they put all that weight back on before the fight the next day. I mean, obviously, you can't throw so much weight back on. But, I mean, like, you know, once they weigh in, it's like hydrate, juice up. Not juice up, not like steroid juice up, but like hydrate, you know, get ready for this fight type of thing. Um, so coming into this fight, Adesanya weighed in at 201, four pounds under the limit, uh, which means he didn't cut weight. He didn't do anything. He came in at 200 pounds and that's where he was at that's where he fought at where Jan came in at 205 but he probably fought I don't know closer to two maybe 210 you know I don't really know what the bounce back is but like he fought at a bigger weight and he's a bigger dude with muscle more muscle mass uh because he's you know got that much extra muscle on him um either way uh Adesanya they put on a good fight. It went to judge's decision. But Jan Blahovich, uh gave Adesanya his first loss, which Adesanya took like a champ, took very well. You know, even in the press release afterwards or whatever, they were like, oh, well, how do you feel about taking your first loss? And he's like, look, he goes, I've taken many losses, not in the UFC, he goes, but, you know, I lose in life all the time. So he goes, it's not the first loss. Um, either way, he took it like a champ. Jan Blahovich uh, got to take Adesanya's L from him, give him his first L. So 
Um, but it was an amazing fight. And honestly, I think if Adesanya had uh, maybe more ground game or I don't know. See, I don't know, really know Adesanya's ground game because truthfully up to this point, we very rarely ever see him on the ground. Um, you know, I don't know how his ground game is, but, you know, Jan just had a better one. Plain and simple. Um, Amanda Nunes. I mean, what do you say about Amanda Nunes? Um, so Amanda Nunes was, was fighting Megan Anderson. And uh, Amanda Nunes, 5'7", the best fighter, women's fighter of all time. It's pretty much all you got to say. Megan Anderson is an up-and-comer, but has been really showing showing her strength. She's 11-5 and five as far as her record goes, where Amanda Nunes is 21-4 and four at this point. Um, Megan Anderson is six foot tall, uh, had like a five-inch reach advantage, just a lanky, you know, tall, lanky girl, perfect for that division. Um... They went into this fight very calculated, but uh, pretty much, I don't want to say in no time, but within like a couple minutes, Amanda Nunez beat her with a submission. I'm pretty sure it was an arm bar. And uh, it was just like, I don't want to take anything away from Megan Anderson because... She is an amazing fighter and surely would beat me up, you know, on my best day. Um, but Amanda Nunes is just so overwhelmingly good. And uh, she was in this fight, too. She was in this fight, too. If you're not a fan of the UFC, 2020, I feel like, was the time to get into it. But 2021 is just as good a time to get into it um, because there's a lot of big stuff happening. The UFC has grown uh, exponentially over the past year or so. And it's just turned out to be really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, either way, yeah, Amanda Nunes, goat among goats. She's she's the best. I mean, there's really not a whole lot you can say besides that. Um, and she's just always smiling. She's always happy. You know, I guess when you're killing everybody all the time, it's, <laughs> why not? But, uh, you know, she is. She's always smiling. She's always happy. And it's great to watch her. Um, yeah, so she killed it. Uh, Bantamweight title, Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Starling, or Sterling, I'm sorry. Uh, man, what a fight this one was. This one was very interesting because it was very back and forth, very back and forth for the first couple rounds. Um, but in like the third round, fourth round, Aljamain Starlin looked gassed out. Maybe he wasn't. You know, I don't want to speak for the man. But watching as a fan, he was exhausted. He was exhausted. Especially getting into that fourth round. Um, and Piotr, you know, was looked like he was going strong. But somewhere in the fourth round, something weird happened. <laughs> and, uh, so Aljamain Starling had his knee down on the mat. Uh, when your knee's down and maybe you had a hand down, um, according to the rules, you're a downed opponent. When you're a downed opponent, you can't 
you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't exactly know the rules, so I don't want to lie to you. You can't hit them in the head. I believe is how it goes when they're a downed opponent. Nonetheless, um, Piotr Jan got some bad information and need Aljamain Sterling right in the face, right in the head, while he was down, uh, basically defenseless. So, Piotr Jan, and here's the thing. The ref even said, I mentioned to him it was a, that, that his opponent was down. He was a down opponent. Um, what the word is, is that Piotr asked his corner, uh, can I hit him? Um, and his corner told him, yeah, you can hit him. And so he hit him. I don't know what to say. I don't think Piotr was purposefully trying to be disqualified because he lost his championship. Al Jermaine became the champion uh, because of disqualification because Piotr kneed him in the head while he was down. And I mean, poor Al Jermaine. Like, bro, for sure he's got a concussion. He couldn't stand up. He was doing his interview like, I don't know. It was a mess. Um, but, you know, kudos to Al Jermaine. I think he did a good fight. I honestly, if I if, if that had not happened, uh, I think Piotr would still be your champion because I think Piotr still had gas left where Al Jermaine was running on fumes. Um, but, man, that was a crazy one. It was a crazy one. I didn't even really know. Like, you could see everyone because this is a huge fight. You could kind of see everyone going, well, what do we do here? You know, because what he did is illegal, but we're also in the middle of a title fight, in the biggest pay-per-view of this year thus far. Um, but I think they did the right thing. They gave it to Al Jermaine. Um, he got the title. I know it's not the way he wanted to win it, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, it is what it is. He got it. And, um, yeah. Let's see. There was a couple of fights up here. Like I said, I'm not going to go through all of them because there was literally, like, probably... 10, 15, I mean, at least 10 fights, probably 15 fights, and it's just not not worth all that. Um, there's a guy named Islam Makachev. I can't say his name right. He's going to, uh, you know, he would kill me too. But he's basically, for those of you who watch the UFC or understand the UFC at all, he's Khabib. He's Khabib 2.0. Khabib Nurmagomedov, who is um, the great, probably the greatest lightweight of all time. He retired 29-0. and 0. Let me say that again. 29, 29 people thought they could beat him. Much bigger than him. Much better. I don't, can't say much better. Bigger than him. Uh, they thought they were much better than him. Yeah, they thought they were much better than him, including Conor McGregor. He gave Conor McGregor his, his L. He made Conor McGregor go from being the number one star in the world to whatever he is now, which isn't anywhere near what it was. Um, either, either way. So Khabib is coaching this guy, Islam, I don't know how to say their names over there, Makachev. It's not, that's not how I say it. He's just, just forgive me for sucking at that. Um, either way, uh, he fought Drew Dober and he submitted Drew Dober in pretty good fashion. Drew Dober's no slouch. Uh, and it was awesome watching those two fight. That one's worth watching for those who uh, may care to watch. Um, let me see what else was there. 
See, I'm going to ruin this guy's name too, but this was a good fight. There was a guy named Rogero Bontorin, I believe it was, Bontorin, versus Kai Car France. And um, that was a good fight. That was a real good fight. There was one more I'm trying to remember where just, oh, that was it. Olberg, Carlos Olberg versus Kennedy. And I'm not even going to pretend to say his last name. It's N-Z-E-C-H-U-K-W-U. Um, yeah, that was a good fight, too. Uh, I don't know that guy. Like I said, I can't say that, you know, his last name. Kennedy versus Carlos. <laughs> um, it was a good fight. You know, like I said, there were a couple more up there, but I'm just, you know, I'm not going to bore you with you know, an hour of UFC talk, especially if you don't care. Actually, I lie. I'm going to bore you a little bit more. Uh, there was a girls' fight up there, too. Uh, Souza versus Lemos. That's L-E-M-O-S. Uh, that was a pretty good fight. Some of them early prelim fights, uh, which no one ever cares to watch, it seems. I always catch them just because, you know, I got nothing else going on most of the time. Um but, man, that was good stuff. Uh, man, so, look, for real, all joking aside, if you were interested in becoming a fan of the UFC or watching any of the UFCs, March may be the month to do it. Because um, next Saturday, they've got a fight night card. Uh, and then after that, there is a another fight night card. And then after that, there's another pay-per-view. And uh, I'm going to go real quick over the fight night. So, for March 13th, fight night card. Uh, is there anyone up here I think you should look out for? Angela Hill, women's strawweight. Angela Hill came out in 2020, I think it was. Maybe it was 2019. I don't know. She came out and she fought probably like five times in a year, which is crazy. Most of these guys maybe fight once or twice, but these upcomers, these upcomers are ready to throw down, and they're ready to throw down multiple times. Um, she's fighting Ashley Yoder. And I think it's Yoder. Yoder or Yoder. Either way. Um, I'm trying to remember. I know of this girl. I'm trying to remember why I know of this girl. This Ashley girl. Um, she's kind of she's cute to be a fighter. You know. I mean, ain't no offense to women fighters. But let's be honest. Some of them aren't as cute as others. She's a little bit. She's cute. Either way. Fighting Angela Hill. Um, that ought to be a good fight. Angela Hill's got a very beautiful uh you know striking game and uh, i enjoy watching her fight she does this interesting dip with her head when she throws her punch and i feel like it just just from the look of it i can i feel like there's more power to it i can see so that always makes me feel good um yeah i don't know there's a couple more i mean don't get me wrong the card's good just a lot of these people's names i don't recognize right offhand a lot of times when i see them in the fight i go oh, okay i've seen them fight before um like Jen Euphray, she's up there. She's been fighting. I've seen her before, but I, I don't know if she's fighting because this girl's name is black and whited out. Like she may not, may not have made it for whatever. Um, March twentieth, you got another fight. Let's see, is there anyone up here worth mentioning? Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, Derek Brunson versus uh, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, I really like. He's got an interesting run. He kind of started in the UFC. Uh, I believe he started on Dana White's Contender Series and uh, for whatever reason didn't go as far as, as you would think. Um, 
but he's a smack talker. He even in the middle of a fight, he's talking junk. Not like a not like a Conor McGregor almost sit on the mic and talk junk to you at the press conference. Um, like he's in the fight talking junk to you then, and like it makes for a very interesting fight um, because you can kind of it gives you just one more added element to what's going on. Because if he takes a good punch, like if he gets hit good, you see it in his face. Like he'll tell the guy, he's like, "Ooh, that was good," you know. Like it, it's just very enjoyable to see. And then to round out the end of the month on March twenty seventh, we've got uh, UFC two sixty, and that's Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. Now, for a lot of you, that doesn't say anything, but for those of you who watch the UFC, you realize. That's a heavyweight championship fight. That's Francis Ngannou, who's 250 pounds, versus Stipe, who's 240 pounds. 6'3", a piece. Uh, just monsters, monsters of men. And they're going to fight for the title. Uh, and that's going to be a huge fight. There's also... Uh, the co-main, huh, which is like on the opposite end of the spectrum. You go to the featherweight division. Um, still a good fight, though, uh, is Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega. Uh, that's your co-main event. That ought to be a good one, too. But here's this. It even gets uh, it's even better. All like the top four fights. Next is welterweight. Tyron Woodley versus uh, Vincent Luque. Luque? Is it Luque? Yeah, Vincent Luque. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to pull for Vincent here. Tyron Woodley's not done good lately. I would like to see him do good because at one point in time he was a bad mamma jam. But I don't think so anymore. I think he's lost his edge. You know, and no offense to Tyron Woodley because he killed me too, but still, just saying. I think he's lost his edge. Um, and if he was fighting in the weight class, I'd probably be in, so he'd totally kill me. Uh, <laughs> so then you got bantamweights. You got Sean O'Malley. Woo! Okay, so I'm a fan of Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean, for everyone who's uh, listening. Sean O'Malley, he had an injury. He's been out for a while, but he's coming back now. And uh, he's fighting Thomas Almeida, I believe is his last name. Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm going for uh, Sean O'Malley there for sure. Let's see. In the preliminary cards, I really don't. Alfonso Men Minifield. That guy looks familiar, but I don't really recognize anyone else. Uh Omar Morales may be familiar too. See, some of these names look familiar too. That's what I'm saying. So when I see him fight, I go, oh, okay. I know who this is. But like sometimes Yeah, sometimes you you know, you see the name and you go, Well that name sounds familiar, but you know, is that who it is? Either way. So there's a lot of good fights coming up, and that's all in March, bro. That's all in March. That's all in, like, the next couple weeks, you know? You're welcome. Thank you, Dana White, for blessing us with Christmas in March. Um, yeah, you know, so that was pretty much my last week, you know? That's what I did. I painted. I sanded. My lower back is killing me. Probably from painting and sanding. Um, I don't even know if I need more yoga or if I need a chiropractor. But needless to say, the back's sore. It's not going to stop me from exercising, though. 
you know, you got to get that work in. But, uh, yeah. Guys, I appreciate you listening to this solo cast, me talking about really nonsense. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. As always, please like, subscribe, five star, do all that good stuff. I love you guys. I really do. I enjoy all this, uh, even without people, you know, even without someone sitting across from me, uh, though I enjoyed talking to them. I just, you know, I like talking to people. I like talking to people. I like hearing their story. I like seeing how they think, what they think, you know, all that good jazz. So I'm going to keep on keeping on and doing what I do. You know, y'all do the same. But like I said, please like, subscribe, tell your friends about it. If you got any suggestions for anything, really, I'd love, I'm, I'm just, I'm always curious. You know, if you're in uh, the Brevard County area and you got food places, hit me up. I'm a fat kid at heart. I love eating. Um, good TV shows. If you're watching anything good, let me know. You listen to anything good, let me know. Hit me up on Facebook, on Instagram. Instagram is flying by the seat of my pants. It's flying without the G. So it's F-L-Y-I-N. Uh, by the seat of my pants. Everything has got an underscore instead of a space. I think it'll underscore when you hit space. But I, Oh, wait, you know what? Yeah, I, that is, I believe that's true. Uh, but I also have made a podcast uh instagram so if you look up tg3 podcast guess what it's up there bro tg3 podcast uh please send me suggestions there dm me you know don't send me dick pics but dm me with you know suggestions for good things things you want to hear me talk about things you know things you got questions about, things you like, things you don't like. Tell me how this podcast is doing. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm curious because, you know, without you guys, I'm just talking into thin air. Um, but with that being said, thank you guys. Love you. Mean it. I hope you have a good week. Uh, I'm certainly going to try to. And, uh, Man, let's just keep on keeping on, right? Y'all have fun. Be good. Love you. All that good stuff.